Well, here we are in episode, I don't even know what to call this. We're back with, uh, <laughs> let's just call it season two of 36th Man podcast. Let's do that. It's, uh, it's Wednesday, the 20th of August, I believe. August. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. I, did you remember, Anthony, do you remember like what, what, when the last time we recorded an episode was? Uh, it was the week after Cap came out. Cap 2. It so, was a while ago, dude. So it was a while ago. ago. It was April. It was <laughs> April. <laughs> so let's let's just tentatively call this uh, season two, episode one. Anyway, we're here. Uh, Anthony's back. We got right. Danny with us. Yeah. How's it going? Episode one, <laughs> season two. <laughs> uh, are we? Let's let's just let's just do seasons. We'll take like monthly breaks and then come back and do another season. <laughs> yeah. That sounds super so good. So one episode a, a season, a quarter. Yeah. I mean, that's good with me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do like three episodes and then take like a four-month break. Yeah. And then come back and do like three more episodes. Do that's the Sherlock usually how thing. we do it, right? <laughs> yeah. So here we are, season two, episode one of the 36-man podcast. Uh, it's been a while, a bit rusty. I couldn't remember how to set this shit up, man. Oh, yeah. It took it me took a minute. While. My garage man is still just <laughs> unhappy. Well, and I'm new to podcasting, so I'm, I'm still just piecing it together. <laughs> is this your first podcast? No, uh, this is, I don't know, third or something. I don't know. I just kind of threw myself into some other things. No, this is my second, and Tori did one. So that's third oh, yeah. podcast in, in this microphone. Oh, nice. <laughs> Breaking yeah. it in. Yeah. It's still a little little uh, stiff. Eventually, <laughs> podcast microphones get a little squishier yeah, as, they do. as you use them. So they that's do. that's good. I'm looking forward to a nice soft mic <laughs> as the time rolls on. <laughs> so let's 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 start this off at the top with like what what's been going on, man? What what have we been doing on this break? Anthony, what have you been doing over the last few months? However, however long it's been. Um dude, I haven't really been doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been watching a lot of movies and I fucking I binge watched the entire series of Chuck uh about a month ago. That was pretty good. Oh. I've yet to ever see an episode. It's fucking rad, dude. It's it's nerdy as fuck. <laughs> Chuck's all right. Oh, I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> it's cheesy. It's really cheesy. It's goofy. But I enjoyed it. Well, we have more time now under our belts with these new consoles. Oh, that's true. So how we much have more time. I've spent have, a lot of time on my Xbox One gotten. just using it as an entertainment system. Hey, same here. <laughs> I still own the same two games as the last time we podcast. Yeah, I haven't bought any new games. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, with my PS4, I've still been playing that. Not as much, though. Like I said, I haven't really been playing much. I just started playing uh, South Park a couple weeks ago, and I can't stop playing that shit. I finally, love that game. Finally getting back to that uh, Anthony's backlog of shame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta knock. You gotta knock a game off that list, dude. <laughs> yeah, that that's gonna be the first one, dude. My list, it just keeps getting longer and longer. It's, it's the older I get, yeah. To have a kid, man. I, I just gotta let it go. <laughs> <laughs> it's not called a list anymore. It's called an archive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's I just, right. it just, it just uh. dawned on me, like, for people who are listening that that don't know, Danny, who are you? Oh, okay. Uh, so <laughs> I'm. <laughs> My name is Danny. Uh, Danny Wiesner. I am in Walla Walla, Washington, streaming in 
over the internet. And uh, I do music stuff too, is basically what it comes down to. Um, I was behind Player 2 Press Start and The World is Saved and Go Beyond and a number of other things that have bounced off the IGN and podcast Beyondosphere uh, into the loving hearts of those who have heard them. Very cool. There oh. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Also, which uh, are fantastic, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Also, pretty cool guy. Uh, I like. <laughs> if you do say so I yourself. I like the color blue, <laughs> and uh, I have a baby now with my beautiful wife Tori. We just had a baby. Uh, yes. Kota. A congratulations is in thank order. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he's just over three weeks now, so he's super tiny. And you'll probably hear him at some point in time during the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I lock mine out. I lock mine out of the room. <laughs> he's coming That's up on smart. a year. So he's standing on his own. He's wow. doing this kind of uh, primate four-legged crawl walk thing on all fours. Uh, he's eating some solids. It's interesting an interesting time to be a dad you you had him right when we started didn't you like right when the podcast first started yeah yeah september of last year so he'll be uh, on the 10th he will be a year old which wow. is i'll have to go back and look at the archives but i'm fairly well, certain no, that we that started was in november right around the time that we started um, maybe maybe we started in november yeah October, i think it was november. over that thanksgiving weekend i missed the first two episodes yeah the dark days yeah, <laughs> dark days of Thirty Sixth Man. So now I get to have the new Thirty Sixth Man baby. Yeah. yeah. So season two starts with <laughs> Kota Wiesner. <laughs> this come time. back for season three when Anthony has one. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I knew that shit was coming. <laughs> so uh, the uh, the baby having podcast. Yeah, yeah right. Listen to this. <laughs> fatherhood. So, <laughs> so briefly, what's it like being a dad? Uh, it's awesome and crazy and bonkers and all sorts of cool stuff. So it's, it's all over the place. I mean, it's, it's crazy because, I mean, you uh, were one of the people that I was talking to about it before. And you were saying that, yeah, it's like the coolest thing you've ever done. Yeah. And uh, it's completely true. I mean, I was one of those guys, I think like a lot of guys, who was thinking, you know, life's going pretty good. I don't necessarily need to rock the boat right now. We don't, <laughs> I mean, whatever, that's that's all right. And uh, and another friend of mine said, you know what? I, I totally get it. And uh, what it comes down to is when she's ready, you're ready. And I was like, all right, so that's cool. And we figured it was a good time to, to give it a shot. And once it happened, uh, it's just like it blows my mind. So it's, it's the coolest thing, yeah. Yeah, it's... I attest it's very crazy it's fun and like talking to you going through uh like the times that you're going through right now i'm not gonna lie it makes me miss it a little bit ah uh. <laughs> don't get crazy but it makes me miss it a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well, Segway, oh, which makes so me what's miss changed it even then? more uh oh. oh everything everything's changed and it changes like on the drop of a hat it's just like, uh, you know, you go through these phases where 
It's like, oh man, I can't wait until this. I can't wait until he can crawl and entertain himself. And then he starts oh, crawling yeah. like in a day. And you're like, oh my <laughs> God, I wish he didn't crawl and go all over the place. Because now <laughs> I, have to, I have to gate in everything. And I have to put these little plastic things in all my outlets, which I never remember to return to the outlet when I'm done <laughs> vacuuming. And like... You know, we can't drop little nuggets of food on the floor anymore and leave them a couple of days. And just (laughs) all these things that constantly change, you know. And, like, you look back to the the first, God, you know, what they they call the fourth trimester, right? Of, like, his first three months. And, or her first three months, or, you know. And it's, it's, like, how different it was. You know, like, all you wanted to do at that point was just keep them from crying and keep them happy and sleeping. And now I have to keep him out of the cabinets and I have to keep him off of the (laughs) cattails. And, you know, he's climbing up onto couches now and he's standing by himself and he wants the food that I'm eating. And I don't like sharing my pizza, you know, and uh, it's just crazy. (laughs) It's it's crazy. But um, you'll see, man, it's it's always fun having like friends who are just like either shortly behind you or shortly in front of you. So it's like you got your friends that have a kid that's, you know, three, four months older than you, and they're telling you about all this crazy stuff that's going to be coming. And then you get sure. to tell your friend that's three months behind you about this crazy stuff that they're going to be seeing pretty soon, you know? It's, it's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but, and I'm uh, over here like I got to walk the fucking dog today. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget your plastic bag to pick up the poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, that's pretty rough, man. That's, uh, yeah. that's, that's tough Hard time. times. but uh where i was going with this was yeah that uh last night i got a nice strong dose of um of of what's the word i'm looking for uh sleep nostalgia no (laughs) you never get that (laughs) not until he's 18 she's 18 then maybe i'll get some sleep that that hasn't changed uh no i got a real nice strong strong dose of uh nostalgia last night because uh diablo 3 ultimate evil edition came out for um the the ps4 and the xbox one Mm. and um when mel was pregnant uh her it was probably a year almost exactly a year ago uh diablo 3 had come out for the ps3 and the two of us if if you if anybody hasn't played diablo it's a fantastic couch co-op game, especially on a console. Is um, that right? Oh, it's so good. You don't have to hmm. do split screen. Everything's done top down sort of thing. Uh, I highly recommend it. We played it. Oh man. Th- probably through her last, she was looking at her time hop today in her phone, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with time hop, but basically no. what it does is nope. like today it pulls up a photo that's in your phone that was taken a year ago today. And then it shows you oh, that's that cool. photo. Oh, cool. And it goes back to two years and three, however far your phone goes back, right? So she pulled up this, uh, her time hop today was a picture showing uh, that today, a year ago, was the day that uh, she was taken off of work and put on maternity leave by the doctor. Wow. And wow. so um, Diablo 3 Ultimate Evil Edition came out yesterday. I went by and picked it up. Uh, your game save transfers from PS3 to PS4. Uh, so we transferred our save, which we haven't touched since Leland was born. 
uh, transferred that out to the, the PS4 and spent about four hours on uh, the PS4 version last night. And, dude, talk about, like, super nostalgia. It was like, wow. We haven't touched this game. It would just picked up, because we transferred our save, and it, it picked up exactly where we left off a year ago when she was, you know, had a, you know, bowling ball size tummy and it was just crazy you know which uh brings me to to my next uh, that's what i'm playing at the moment diablo 3 and i'll probably be on that for a long time nice oh good if you guys haven't played it uh it's it's actually a series i haven't gotten into (laughs) oh ever oh danny danny no i know i know i know uh I've, i've missed a few boats and that's one of them such a he fantastic was he was game. talking to me yesterday, trying to convince me to jump on. I don't know if it's gonna happen, dude. I know. I it's was not thinking about happen. it today. <laughs> Matter of fact, let me let me get this out here. It's uh this this goes into Anthony's backlog of shame. Three. <laughs> here we go. No, well, see, my backlog bank. my backlog consists of games I actually want to play, so that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got you in a Diablo too. You enjoyed it. I play what well, like I said, I enjoyed it until it started to become, you know, the grind. And yeah. then I was just like, I can't, this is oh, just yeah. too much, dude. So because uh, it, it was fun. I, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot actually, but I don't yeah. know, man, once that shit starts getting too grindy, I can't, I can't keep interest. Word. So on the topic of games, what have you guys been playing recently? South park. That's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, you that's mentioned right. South that's park what I'm playing, and South you're park. enjoying it. I fucking love it, dude. Yeah. I'm mastering my farts. <laughs> <laughs> like a boss. <laughs> so, Danny. I mean, I, I, I've heard amazing things about the South Park game, and that's actually something that Tori and I would love to to play because she, I'm, I'm pretty sure Tori's seen every episode of South Park. Is wow. That right? uh, up until a few seasons. Up, oh, okay. <laughs> so nearly every season of that's South Park. That's impressive, or, though. Yeah, it is impressive, and I think that would be an awesome game to play. Is that a game that you could play with someone else, or is it more like you're playing, someone else is just kind of watching along? Yeah, it's a straight up single player RPG. It's okay. Is it's it watchable? Really though? good though. Uh, yeah, because you get all the cutscenes and and all the interaction and all the voice actors are there. It's it's really really fun. It's that's you're awesome. basically watching a super long episode of South Park and you're controlling <laughs> the characters. That's fantastic. Oh. Yeah, I've, yeah, I mean, all the reviews say super good things. So that's uh, definitely something I wanted to check out. Yeah, um, and it's it's not really gimmicky either. It's 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 a south it's it's a great rpg that just happens to have a south park skin on it so it's it's really good it's nice. got really solid foundation in rpg uh mechanics and stuff it's really enjoyable now i know nice. this has been talked about to death on a lot of the podcasts that we probably listen to but is would you describe it as like rpg vanilla or is it is it pretty deep um i would st- it's it's actually pretty deep because you have uh, you start getting into adding like perks and stuff to your um, to your armor and to your weapons and there's there's certain armors that have multiple slots to where you can add multiple perks and some only have one slot and there's tons of different levels you can get. Uh, I think your party ends up having about seven people, I think, and you can swap them out during fights and stuff. And hmm. it's it's pretty deep, dude. <laughs> Hmm. Okay, so the swapping people out during fights thing. Uh huh. Now, uh, Chris, I know that you have been playing Child of Light. That's where I was going to go with this. Yeah. Okay. 
because the two of us have played this game. Yes, yeah, That's the two of us have played play. this game. Um, so I want to know what you think about Child of Light. Okay, here's my first impressions. I I waited for it for the Vita. I wasn't going to play it on console. It felt like everybody talked about it. I heard great things. It got pretty fair reviews. Uh, it came recommended by a lot of friends, you being one mm-hmm. of them. And uh, mm-hmm. I was like, this sounds like something that would be perfect for my Vita. And I knew it was coming for Vita, so I waited. The day it came out, I purchased it. I downloaded it. That night, I played maybe 30 minutes of it. <laughs> and I have to be honest, at the time, it didn't catch me. So, matter of fact, I think at the time, I thought it was great, and I think I tweeted about it, and we spoke about it for like a minute about how I had started it. Yeah. I stopped playing it for probably three weeks, four weeks. I didn't play it at all, just that first 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had decided at some point that I needed to stick to this regiment of I start a game, I finish a game, and when I'm done with that game, I can start another game. Because I had downloaded all these other... Yeah. I mean, everybody who's on the PlayStation Network knows that the last four or five weeks on the PlayStation Network, we've had one great indie game after another downloadable title, and it was so hard to stay True. on. But about two, three weeks ago, I decided to get back into Child of Light really hard. And uh, Danny, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. There's a point in the game, probably about an hour and a half in or so, where the game opens up and you realize what the game is going to be. When right. you pick up a certain... I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But you pick up like certain properties and things that you can do all of a sudden, and it opens up the game to like this whole new thing. That's when it hooked me, and that's when I realized, okay, I'm probably going to finish this game. I'm I'm right at the end right now. I'm probably... You told me... I told you where I was, and I, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't played since then. I'm, I'm probably an hour away from the end of the game. Yeah, I'm really close. Um, you know, it feels like forever because I play it in little chunks. But mm. I, realistically, I I probably have six hours into it. Maybe. Wouldn't oh, you? How, okay. long, how so long would a, you say yeah. it took you to beat, Danny? I man, I'm trying to think of because Steam logs them right. Like we were playing it on Steam, and uh, I'm pretty sure it was around eight hours when we ended up finishing it. But we were like oh, super duper thorough. Like we were going through and, you know, opening up every single chest and fighting every single bad guy. And, you know, Tori was was a little igniculous. And so that was fun because she got to be sort of like the other player on the screen. And uh, so she would like blind the little bad guys so they would cover themselves up. And then you oh, sneak man. up from behind. And, uh, I mean, it was cool. It was It was neat. Uh, to do it, I mean, you're right. It wasn't a super long game, but that's kind of what I'm looking for anymore. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. Is kind of real quick <laughs> hits. Uh, but yeah, the 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 swapping in and out stuff. I don't know, man. I I'm not. I'm just not sure about Child of Light. Like like it's it's a game that's worth playing for sure. And I think that it's it's totally an experience to have, which is why I recommended it. Right. Um, but. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with the swapping, though? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you, you go ahead. Well, it's it's um, it's a lot like uh, kind of your typical RPG f- fashion, where you go into um, you go into an instance and you have two characters that are fighting with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have a total of see. I think I, I went back and looked at the trophies, and and I missed probably 
three characters, unless there's more that I haven't added yet, which I don't think there is. I missed a couple, but in mm. your party, there's, I think I have five, maybe six different characters that all have I'm different powers and abilities. <laughs> yeah. And, but you can only use two at a time, but in the game, when you're, when you're in an instance or a battle, you can swap them out at any time. You don't have to... Well, you have to wait till your your turn, but then you can swap them out, and you don't have to wait another turn in order to use their abilities. But you right. only get two at a time, and at any given time, there will be up to three enemies uh, that you're battling. Right. So, honestly, and I don't know if this is how you, you felt, Danny, the same way, but I found myself finding like two or three characters that I really, really liked, and I never really strayed from that. Yeah, kind of yep. use the same character, and it, I, I kind of felt like I got about six hours in, and I was like, you know, what the hell are these other guys for? Like, I'm leveling <laughs> them up every time because as you as you gain XP, your whole party levels up. Yeah, right? which and is awesome, actually. Yeah, like it's fantastic, and I found myself um, allocating these points to characters that I didn't use and didn't care about, and so I was like, well, just whatever, I'll just put it into this character. Yeah, and it was like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, towards the end of the game, I found myself switching out of characters just to try them out. Mm-hmm. And there's also a gem system. Uh, they call gems in the game the little stones. What are those things? Oh called? my gosh, what are those called? I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, they're the, little crystals. That yeah, they're they're together. gems that that you can, um, much like Diablo, you you can put onto your armor and onto your your weapon that you're using or whatever your attack. And um, much like Diablo, you can craft them, and so you can double them up to make a greater gem, and then a greater gem, and a flawless gem, and then a perfect gem, whatever. Yeah. And there's like six different colors or whatever. There's rubies and diamonds and sapphires and that sort of stuff, and they all give you different abilities, which is a really cool thing, but I kind of found myself not caring about that either because the game was fairly easy. I think I died twice the whole time I was mm-hmm. playing it. So it was like, it was cool to equip him. And because of the trophies, I found myself combining them. But I kind of found myself not really caring. You know, it was like I went back. One of the characters that I used a lot was, uh, I can't remember the guy's name at the time, but he's the shorter guy with the beard that has all the elemental attacks. Yeah, the little mage guy. Yes. Uh, I got like all the way through the game with him. And then towards the end, which is where I'm at now, I went in and looked at what I had assigned to him, and they were like beginner level gym stuff. And I'd realized that I had no problems <laughs> with it. And I was like, well, what the hell is the point of it anyways? Yeah. But yeah, and I enjoyed it. And that's the thing. Like I, I enjoyed the experience overall. I think that uh, it's it's one of those games that's super easy to pick out some stuff that I thought maybe could have been done differently. I, I think that as far as RPGs go, I'm not super familiar uh, or experienced, I should say, with RPGs. Um, but this one definitely felt like RPG vanilla, like you were talking about. Like right. it, it's, it seems like... Which like is what Child of Light is. RPG, right, yeah. yeah. So um, I don't know. That's kind of how I felt about, about that sort of situation. I thought the game was beautiful. I thought as far as gameplay went... It sort of drug on just a little bit. Um, I felt like there were a couple of characters that I really leaned on because they were actually useful versus the other characters that sort of 
I don't know, had stuff that you might want to try every once in a while, but right. you don't really need them. And, uh, 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 oh yeah. So the music was amazing. I thought the music was wonderful. Uh, they didn't have too many themes coming through, but what they did have were awesome. And, uh, uh, it seems to me. And then I thought that the writing, which is the thing that everyone raves about was actually super distracting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. I kind of, st- towards the end here, I've, to be honest with you, I, the reason that I probably have strayed a little bit from Nintendo games, and this makes me sound super uneducated and ignorant, but I am not big into reading text. Like <laughs> we're in an era now where we have phenomenal cutscenes and phenomenal voice actors. Give me some performance, please. Yeah. And I just, I found myself towards the end of the game, kind of skipping through this stuff being like, yeah, yeah, she's a dead girl. And she's, you know, she's a child of light and that's i guess that's it so get me to the end like mm-hmm. you know i found myself caring less the atmosphere it's a ubi art game so it's the same engine that valiant hearts and and raymond the new raymond games are so it yeah, looks super awesome. beautiful and the the atmosphere in the game is fantastic um and the story is cool it, it's a cool story and it has mm-hmm. some quasi predictable twists in it but it was enjoyable, you know? So, I don't know. I, and I, I I feel the same as you. I've never gotten big into, like, heavy, heavy RPGs. I've never finished a Final Fantasy game. Um, yeah. Just Yeah, no, me either. The, term, the turn-based thing, most of the time... I got a little heavy into Persona Golden 4 on the Vita. Um, but even there, I got probably 25, 30 hours in and was like, okay. <laughs> <sighs> what else is on here? No. I'll tell you, though, I did play my first and biggest RPG. Um, well, I mean, Eastern RPG, I suppose, uh, would be Skies of Arcadia mm. uh, when it came out for the Dreamcast way yep. back. And uh, I loved it so much. Like, that was such a fun game to me. And it, it had so many cool ideas that, frankly, I'm not sure if they're innovative or not because I've played so few other RPGs. <laughs> but but uh, it was, I mean, that... That is where I feel like RPG, I don't know, middle ground probably is. Uh, now, see, and that's, I think, maybe my problem when it comes to Child of Light is that I'm unfamiliar enough with RPGs that mm. I didn't really know how to approach this one. I felt like maybe we ground too much. You know, like maybe we fought every single bad guy and you don't because yeah. you can skip them and I, then the game yeah. ends up a, a more appropriate difficulty level or something. Because hmm. it ended up being super easy because we just fought everybody and we, you know, try to get every chest and everything because we thought that's what we were supposed to do. Totally, and that's what I did. I found myself just engaging with every enemy because so I wanted it to level up. Made the game easier by doing everything. I think. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Because sense. you you yeah. just level up. I'm. I don't know what level your characters were when you came to an end on the game, but I'm. I want to say I'm in the 30s somewhere. Yeah. On all my yeah. Characters. I mean, it's it's high levels compared to what you would think these characters were going to be getting at. Yeah. So nice. speak, speaking of, of older games or backlogged games, uh, I went, I went to the Twitters just now and, uh, asked people what they were playing and Mitchell Morgan, M dog of podcast beyond fame, uh, has finally started red dead redemption. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> good job, Mitchell. <laughs> 
Get on it. It's <laughs> a I'm embarrassed to say game. I haven't actually played that game. <laughs> I've never played that game, but oh it was my never gosh, on my radar. <laughs> wow. No, it's it's uh it's a system situation. You know, like it's uh I just didn't have a PS3, or or an Xbox 360, or anything like that. I mean, we've got we've got a Wii U in house, and we've got a computer tower that's able to take care of you know most of the stuff that you want to take care of nowadays. Uh, but. Uh, but I, like I say, I missed a few boats, and Red Dead's definitely one of them. Oh yeah. man! So good that on game, you, Mitchell. That game was so good. But well, that yeah. was around the time when I was like anti-sandbox game. Yeah, yeah, that Remember? was. Remember, because I didn't want to play anything like that, dude. I still kind of don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Uh, so, in Come my on. opinion, the ultimate sandbox game was Spider-Man Two. I think that was. That was so fun. good. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. That was pretty yeah. fun. I did enjoy and, uh, it. And I think I played it on, on GameCube, but I think that was, I mean, that was the start. I feel like any Spider-Man game that were to come out after that, so long as they had a nice open world, um, I think you're okay. You know, people can complain about Spider-Man games, but I think they are the ultimate open world <laughs> games because you can just go anywhere, do anything. If, if they had a, a good, spy, uh, not Spider-Man, Superman game, that might trump a spider-man game but maybe not because spider-man you're still like swinging around doing all your acrobatic stuff and superman just sort of like goes i have hoped for a superman game that was actually worthy of playing you know i've played all the crap superman games uh just because i've been hoping and still i mean the best thing we got uh out of i guess i can't say last gen because i'm pretty sure it was an xbox title I think was, that was uh, Hulk Xbox. Ultimate Destruction. <laughs> you remember yeah. Hulk Ultimate Destruction? Yeah, that was that was the Xbox, original yeah? Xbox because yeah. that was on my modded Xbox. <laughs> yeah. I think that was on all of our modded Xboxes. <laughs> 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 but we owned the game. We were just keeping an archived file on the hard drive. Right. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> Eliminating <laughs> load times is what that is. That game so, was fun. Uh, though. I enjoyed it. It was. That was a fantastic game. I really liked it. Yeah. I thought it was really fun. Uh, I'm sure if I went back to it now, it probably doesn't hold up as well. Oh, but right. Whatever. What, uh, are you playing anything at the moment, Danny? Now, now uh, that you are in, in the, the trenches of fatherhood. Yeah, right. Uh, what did we just play? We just played Broken Age, actually. Okay, how was it? Which was really fun. Uh, We thought it was fantastic, especially for us, uh, because Tori and I like to play games sort of side-by-side on the couch, and um, she's uh, less comfortable with doing a lot of the reactionary sort of stuff that you have to do in games. And so to play a point-and-click adventure game was absolutely 100% perfect for us. Hmm. Um, So that was super, super fun. Um, It was a fun little story. The voice acting was phenomenal um elijah you know, wood, Fine right? always does really good work yeah elijah wood's in it um who else hmm. creepy uh, oh man yeah dude he's weird man he's a strange <laughs> cat <laughs> yeah he's a weirdo uh oh will wheaton's in it i was trying to think of who will wheaton all right oh shit will wheaton <laughs> uh will wheaton. For sure. very briefly uh i feel like As there's will one other person that i'm forgetting <laughs> but anyway uh super fun a lot of personality to that game definitely just sort of cuts off and i'm i'm looking for act two for when that finally comes out we've played a number of games we played wolf among us recently um 
And Tori, what, what, what did you think of Wolf uh, Among Us? Did you finish it? All the all the chapters? <laughs> yeah, we finished it. Huh? Oh, yeah, we've been playing a lot of Mario Kart. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Word. Uh, Wolf Among Us was super fun. I, I thought it was it was neat. It was our first Telltale game. And really? I thought it was a pretty good place to start. Yeah, we hadn't played any of The Walking Dead or any other stuff. Frankly, so, I mean, I'm a big fan of point-and-click adventure games. Yeah, me too. You know, proper LucasArts, bring-it-on-back mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, Monkey Island back in the day. I missed Sam and Max. And so when Sam and Max came out again, which I believe was Telltale, and that Mm -hmm. was sort of their first step into doing what they do Mm -hmm. now, um, I played the first episode and I was like, this is so terrible. Like, this is is so (laughs) awful. Because all of the original beats that you got from people just popping text onto the screen and you would just read it and it was so funny all of a sudden you're waiting for the next line to be delivered. And I don't know if it was a technological uh, limitation of theirs or something. They were still working on the engine or they figured just having the lines in there was going to be funny enough. But all the comedic beats were just missing. And uh, I feel like like those beats, not that they're funny this time, but like all the, the proper dialogue, the way you'd expect it to be delivered in some kind of show was there now. And I think that that's great. I think Telltale's earned a lot since they first started out. And hopefully, you know, if they do any more Sam and Max or if they're behind some sort of Monkey Island something or other down the road, that'd be pretty sweet. Um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to the Grim Fandango. Uh, oh, yeah, my God. Hell yeah. Because uh, that's one that I played back in the day. And I actually, uh, I, I mean, I'm going to call the, pu- the puzzle s- broken. I'm going to call the puzzle broken. <laughs> I'm not going to say I got stuck because I, there was a part real near the end where you're chasing down somebody and you have to do this one thing and I did the one thing and it just wasn't <laughs> working and I'm like no th- this is supposed to be how it go and then I look it up online I go to like the the forums like you you hate to do in a, an adventure game and I looked it up and they were saying yeah just do this and I'm saying that's what I'm doing that's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing why isn't it working so I got stuck at the very end because the puzzle broke uh, and I'm blaming yeah, it on the, the puzzle, worst. so I'm looking forward to finally finishing Grim Fandango. That's, that's where I was with LeChuck's Revenge, the uh, Secret of Monkey Island, LeChuck's Revenge, Number which I think two. was two. Yeah, so um, I got I got to a puzzle there that I was f- for sure that I was doing right, and it just would not let me progress. So ah, uh, uh, yeah, that's so yep. harsh, dude. But I am so looking forward to Grim Fandango. I was. Still, I think. I think like, I was, the one person that during that announcement at E3, of course I was sitting in my office and nobody else was there. But I looked to both sides of me like, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and you know, nobody was there to reinforce me. But I was really excited, and I didn't feel that sort of excitement coming from the rest of the world at the moment. I think most people kind of like had this this open mouth, uh, lowered jaw like look, as in like, what's that? That's <laughs> that'd be cool yeah sure <laughs> what about you know it's like dang it's like do people Grim not remember Fandango? what Grim Fandango was like a gritty realism game yeah. everyone's really yeah. grim it's the it's the and sequel to Daisy Spanish Daisy <laughs> 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 but yeah that's gonna be wild I cannot wait that's yeah. gonna be so good so I don't know if you guys have followed last week but uh, Gamescom happened 
Was there anything out of Gamescom that you guys just thought was uh, either I, I really, really cool or thought was really, really stupid? There were some interesting you know, things, I think, that happened at Gamescom. Like, I try to catch Podcast Beyond every week, and that's about where I get my news anymore. Like, I try to, <laughs> to frequent IGN as often as possible, but as far as actual news goes, usually it's just the one podcast. So I've, I've missed a lot. Um, but remind me a few of the things that, that happened and then I can, I can be excited again. So, okay. Not to, not to beat a dead horse, but, uh, one of the things, the, the, the things that piss people off, the controversial matter that happened at, uh, at Gamescom was, uh, Tomb Raider, the next Tomb Raider in the reboot Tomb Raider franchise, oh, which I right. believe is called Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Um, is, well... Microsoft came out and, and touted that it was going to be uh, an Xbox One exclusive. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that pissed people off was the wording. In my day, right. well, in our day, I forget that we're all just about the same age here. Like, uh, in, in our day, <laughs> when something was called an exclusive, that meant you can only get it on that console. You know, like, right. uh, yeah. like Crash Bandicoot was a Sony PlayStation exclusive. Uh, granted, I don't, well... Was Naughty Dog first party at the time? I don't know if Naughty Dog was first party at that time or not. But point being, like, uh, a console exclusive doesn't really mean anything anymore because they're never exclusive. It's, it turns out that it's, like, a timed exclusive, and their wording mm-hmm. was just a little bit wonky. Um, yeah, exclusive for such and such months or some shit well, like that. And and you they know never what? say how many months Microsoft or had to or... drop some serious bucks on that one. Because no, I'm sure. Of of all the consoles that are happening right now, well, except for maybe the Wii U, the Xbox One is is behind in the race. You know, like what PS3 had just touted that they sold 10, 10 million units, twenty million. Units? I can't remember if it's ten or twenty now, but they're up there. Microsoft is is a bit behind, so I think they're kind of throwing cash at stuff. And anyway, that was one of the biggest things that that kind of came out. Um, of the the press conference was Microsoft came out and touted that Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is the sequel to what was it last year, two years ago's uh, Tomb Raider reboot. Tomb Raider reboot, yeah, is uh, is an Xbox One quote exclusive. Yeah, I remember Twitter being so angry uh-huh. about that. So angry, <laughs> Panda Musk felt like Lara Croft was breaking up with him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was so it was a tragic thing. People people felt heartbroken and angry, and yeah, much as the Twitterverse does. Yeah, <laughs> that's yep, true. Right? It was it was <laughs> something to watch. And the other big news that came out of I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna call this anti news that came that didn't come out of Gamescom was all that news that didn't happen about the Vita. Right. <laughs> Sony's press conference came and went without even a mention of the PlayStation Vita, which again, if you listen to Podcast Beyond or or any other kind of Sony centric podcast, it, it it's been beaten to death. But goddamn Sony, right. what's happening? <laughs> Give me some Vita love. Show me. I mean, you know, okay. Uh, <laughs> so so here's what I'm thinking about the Vita anymore. And, um, like, I don't know. I, I think that the Vita is a pretty cool-looking handheld. I actually held one in my hands for the first time, like, a week and a half ago. And my first thought was, like, 
tiny buttons. Oh my gosh, yeah. they're so tiny. But yeah. uh, but overall, it looked fine. You know, it looked like a good handheld. And it, the idea of of having man, I mean, because they they touted it as being like console level visuals in a handheld, right? Like that was the original pitch for maybe it was a PSP. I don't know. I'm getting my generations mixed up. No, but, that's right. It's it was okay. Oh, yeah, it, it was the Vita. The, it was the Vita, yeah. So. Um, and then the conversation moved to, well, yeah, you can have console level visuals because you're running the console on your Vita. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm thinking, wait, wait, I, but, but I have one of those and it's called a Wii U. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, unless you can play your Vita on the train and play Uncharted 4 on the train on your Vita on your way to work, uh, I don't see how it's a whole lot different. And yeah. so I don't know if, if Sony's trying to compete with Nintendo and they're just not being open about it and they're sort of like in the closet about the whole thing or if, I don't know, they just feel like, I don't know, because, again, all those PlayStation podcasts have already done this one. But uh, I think that, that, yeah, the people that have Vita like it a lot, um, just yeah. like the people that have 3DSs or whatever uh, tend to like them a lot, right. seems to me. Uh, which yeah. I own I own both handhelds and I play my Vita far more often and to the point that that uh, Colin Moriarty always makes the Vita has a shit ton of games I mean the library is so extensive that I can't keep up with it there's more mm. I have more games on my Vita than I know what to do with I don't know what to play next I have some like I said I've got four games I've got Rogue Legacy which okay let me take a beating from the PC guys. I get it. They've all been out on PC for a year. BFD, man. <laughs> I don't play on PC. So I've got Rogue Legacy. I've got the Swapper. I've got... Uh, uh, what's the the Agent game that just came out? You got Ho Hokum. And then... Uh, God, I'm drawing a blank on, on the fourth one that I just downloaded. Um, but they all look great. I don't know what to play next. I can't play them all at the same time. Right, so I just feel like mm. have we hit what was it was it good for the Vita or was it bad for the Vita that they started touting remote play like they did? You know, like um, I don't I know. It's a tough call. Was that? Yeah. It, I think it may have been a misstep. I mean, that's that's kind of where the focus has been laid now. Whenever they say anything about it, yeah, you know. Mm. They're not advertising it as a standalone console or handhold, you know, device. It's it's more of a a device that you can play your PS4 on, right, in your hands. Yeah, right. which I did a thing. lot of. Right. Oh, sure. I mean, it's great at it, but that's not why I'm buying it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and maybe that's the thing, right? Like maybe maybe they feel like the Vita isn't doing what they originally thought it would be able to do or what, you know, maybe they think that consumers are unimpressed with yeah. what the Vita is able to pull off. You know, they've got the, uh, the Borderlands bundle that came out and sold super well, uh, despite the fact that journalists uh, feel like it is not that good of a game. I haven't played it. I'm sure they've, they've got some good points. I have it. it. I, I bought the bundle actually, cause I wanted the new Vita. Um, mm. <laughs> but uh yeah i know i've got two now yeah uh, <laughs> i i 
played through it. I plan on playing a lot more of it. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, you run into – there was a drought, there, I, and I think there still is a Vita drought. Like, people people actually want this handheld, at least there's to some degree, and you can't find it anywhere. Where is it? Right. I go to Target. I go to Best Buy. I go to GameStop. <coughs> nobody has them. Yeah, so it's like, true. Well, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a really weird situation. I don't know. I don't get it. And, and I know it's been talked to death, so – we probably shouldn't talk about it anymore, but just goddamn Sony. <laughs> well, you know, Give real briefly, something. what it makes me think of is uh, is the trouble that handheld game systems are in right now because of tablets and touchscreen phones and all that good right. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you know you get a a handheld gaming console, you know, like like the Vita or the 3DS, and you take it around and you do stuff with it, and you're like the only guy in town. That has one of these things. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, I'm in a town of forty thousand, right? So it's it's not super huge, but uh, I mean, I'll take my 3ds around and be like, yeah, street passes, yeah, street passes, <laughs> right? come on, street pass, and like nothing, and I'll I'll have to actively seek out some yeah. sort of McDonald's or something. Like I'll drive through the <laughs> McDonald's and get a Coke. Just so that I can get the street passes for McDonald's, or like <laughs> I, I have parked, <laughs> gone in to use McDonald's bathroom, so that I would be in there long enough to get the street passes out of McDonald's, and then I just leave, and uh, and that's sad. <laughs> I think I think that's depressing. Um, that, yeah, that's that's a bummer. Well, it's and on the same oriented. note, like what's what's so depressing <laughs> is like I'll be in public somewhere and I'll pull out a Vita in like a waiting room or wherever I'm at to you know get 10 15 20 minutes of gaming time in and people look i get questions like what you know what is that people that like should (laughs) know what a vita is and it's like do you do you live and people are like is that the is that the psp is that the new psp and and then i realize it doesn't happen all the time but it's happened to people who are in the right demographic and i'm like god damn did sony maybe they just didn't market it right i don't know I think yeah, it's I just know. the oversaturation of handheld devices. You know, like Danny was saying, they got iPads. Kids have iPads in their backpacks. My son has know? an iPad. He's 11 months old. Right. So they have all this <laughs> stuff with them all the time. They Case don't need in point. Yeah. They don't need that. He also has a Vita yeah. though. So <laughs> <laughs> to get old to Vita. get off to get off the Vita train, I do want to talk about a demo that uh. I played. Actually, I oh guess it would gosh. be called a, a, a playable trailer, teaser. a playable teaser. Is that playable what they're calling teaser. it? Playable teaser. Is so that I, I, or yeah, I think so. Is Last, that what it stands for? Yeah, PT stands for playable teaser. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I get home uh, last Friday, and everybody's talking about this PT, and it, they had already blown the news to me of what it was. You know, I already knew what it was, uh, but I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know what it entailed. I knew there were some puzzles in there that were generally unsolvable or at least people <laughs> super didn't know. esoteric exactly exactly right <laughs> so i said i gotta play this i downloaded it it was dark i sat in front of the tv mel <laughs> me and mel sat there um what's a what's a really good way of putting this it frightened the fuck out of me. Like <laughs> I just hit your pants. <laughs> I, a little bit of pee came out because it's it is. I love horror games, and I especially love the Silent Hill franchise, which is 
sorry spoilers this is a silent this is a teaser for a silent hill game um but this is probably the most frightening game that i've played since man since the dog busted through the window in resident evil one <laughs> you know like there's a moment in that pt trailer that i literally noise came from my mouth <laughs> And I don't know what it was. I didn't make the noise. I didn't consciously go, ah! Like, the, the air just escaped my lungs, and as it did, it made a noise. That, that, was, it, that was soul, by the way, was, that you lost. That was a it was my soul, soul sucking. Thank you, Kojima <laughs> and Del Toro, for sucking my soul out of me into my controller. Oh, it's a new shit. thing. I, I don't know if you guys knew the DualShock 4 does. Is it sucks your soul out. <laughs> because I literally... Spiritual level game. I left that demo soulless and, and with crap in my pants because <laughs> goddamn was a terrifying... <laughs> I mean, I did. So what I did is I downloaded it, and um, I already knew that I wouldn't be able to solve this puzzle because if the internet couldn't collectively solve this puzzle for like a day or whatever it was, then I knew that I wasn't. I, you know, my IQ isn't. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna play it as long as I can until I get to a point where I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I want to wander a little bit, so I downloaded this thing. I wandered around. And then the first big, it wasn't even big, the first scare, <laughs> which is, for people who have played it, is the part where you're, you're looping. For, so you guys haven't played it. Well, Anthony, you played it a little bit. So yeah, you, you I, I watched the Let's Play or whatever on, uh, on IGN with, okay. uh, yeah. with, with uh, uh, Altano. Yeah, Altano. So you, you're in this hallway, and you just loop this hallway. And it just every time you walk down this hallway... It's different, but not noticeably different. It's like so it a scary version of the Stanley Parable. Yes, exactly. Okay, right. perfect. Stanley Parable. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you're kind of like, well, fucking was that ca was that candy wrapper there the last time I came through? I don't remember. Was the phone off the hook? And it starts to make you question things. And Dude. you know, <laughs> at some point, something's gonna come out and scare the shit out of me. I don't know when it's gonna happen. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe this is just a psychological thing. So I'm looping through this hallway. And uh, and I come finally to, there's no action buttons whatsoever. You can click in on the thumbstick and it'll it'll zoom in a little bit. It like focuses. I think that makes it so much better too. But oh, there's not a the single me, action button in the game. And I get, um, I get to the hallway that I've wandered down six, seven, eight, twenty times before. And now this new door is kind of cracked open. And the, the doorway uh, to, to loop myself back around is closed. So I walk back to this door that's open. I'm like, all right, what's, what's going on in here? And I start looking and I start hearing uh, a child cry. Danny, you, you, Ugh, you feel my forest. sympathy here. When a child cries now, when you become a parent. Oh, yeah. When anything that involves a child, you instantly go, well, fuck you for doing that. Don't you ever put a child in harm like that ever again. <laughs> you know, like, you, you, the parent, like, Mel was sitting next to me, and she was just, like, in arms. Super she was personal. ready to call, like, you know, fucking child protective service. She was just like, this is I don't even want to watch this. And she, she's hearing this broadcast on the radio in the game about this guy who kills his, his wife and their kids, blah, blah, blah. So I'm looking in this little cracked doorway here, and um, there's no 
action buttons. So I, you know, I'm trying to hit buttons, and I click the zoom thing, and I zoom into the bathroom. I don't know <laughs> if you got to this point, Anthony. Yeah, I got but to that. <laughs> this freakish thing uh, stares you in the face and slams the door shut real quick. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> goddamn, did I, I, I pinch off a little rosebud <laughs> because I was pulling cotton out of my ass for like the next 15 minutes and Mel didn't see it. She was looking away at the time. I set the controller down and I was like, fuck this. I think I'm done right now. Yeah. Like, what? What happened? And I said, I that's about where I got something <laughs> slammed this door in my face. <laughs> so we both decide <laughs> this is perfect I, i'm gonna hold the controller and then you take your thumb and put it on the thumbstick and just walk us through the hallway because the door opened so i'm holding the controller her thumbs on the thumbstick we're kind of collectively doing this thing and uh and we get through the hallway again and then as you loop through again it starts to look slightly different just unnerving enough to make you question yourself. Nothing major. <laughs> it's not like shit has completely changed. There's a couple more pieces of something on the ground. There's a picture maybe missing or something in it. Just the roaches on the wall. It really gets with your brain. And you get around to where the, the little radio is in, in the hallway area. And the radio is telling the same broadcast about this man who killed his wife and killed his kids or whatever. And then all of a sudden, there's this static that starts breaking through on the radio. And it's like this demon voice chanting Ugh. these numbers. <clears throat> and I'm like, that's fucked up. I don't think <laughs> I want to do this anymore. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it goes back to the broadcast. And it's like, and then he grabbed a rifle and killed his... And then this voice cuts in. And, it, and, it, and again, it says, look behind you. Ugh. And I all of a oh sudden, just saying that, just saying that, I'm getting... Uh, goosebumps on my arms because it makes me feel gross and i'm like well i'm not stupid i'm not gonna look behind me <laughs> i'm gonna run away well there's no run in the game uh norman reedus walks very slow in this game and so i start to walk away you know slowly like just just fumble away to the stairwell where it loops you around again and then the radio says i said look behind you oh my gosh <laughs> and so finally i was like oh, fuck this i'm looking behind me and i turn around and this thing whatever it was that closed the bathroom door on me freakishly attacks me in the face and it was the most and that was the point that my mouth was open <laughs> and it made like a <laughs> noise and then mel turns her head and she starts laugh crying <laughs> We're all we're all not single men here. We're all in relationships. We know what the laugh cry is about. <laughs> it's where they're laughing hysterically, but tears are coming out because they're frightened or they're upset about something. And she's doing the thing with her hand because she's laugh crying and she can't speak. She's doing the thing with her hand like as if to say, no more, we're done. If she would have had a white flag, it would have been waving in the air. It was horrifying. So at that point, I was like, all right. I'm not doing this again. I'm going to go. I'm going to find a, a game fact. We're just going to find our way through this shit. And so I did. I found a game fact and, and, uh, and eventually um, made my way through this demo, which once you finish it in the most ambiguous way possible, because there's no way that one person would think, oh, I know. Once I hear this baby laugh, I should stop wait for it to finish laughing and then take 10 steps forward and stop again 
and wait for it to laugh again and then go into the bathroom and look in the mirror and then wait for it to laugh. I mean, they, 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 it is so absolutely <laughs> random. There's no prompts that point you in the right direction. So finally, I followed all these steps and I made it through and got the initial, uh, the real teaser trailer at the end where it reveals that Hideo Kojima is working on it along with uh, Guillermo del, del Toro. And, and then they do this big reveal pan around where it shows the main character as spoilers Norman Reedus from Walking Dead and uh, man god damn it was frightening <laughs> it was horrifying <laughs> I, I didn't even play that long dude I played until the door opened all the way for you to go into it oh so you didn't even get to see the thing in the sink no once it opened I was like nope I was like I'm done <laughs> fuck this and I you win Kojima you Still had win. a bad dream that night, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I told Mel, I was like, we're putting on some funny-ass shit before we go to bed because I am not having fucked up <laughs> yeah. dreams. Oh, dude, yeah, I, I had, had some fucked up dreams before the night's yeah. over. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think I tweeted at you or, or tweeted out in general about the fact that uh, I think it was the night after I had watched that playthrough on IGN was the night that we had a power out here. And... Oh. It was like, I mean, normally power outs are super fun, right? Because all, all the electricity is off. Everything's super quiet. Everything's super duper dark and cool, you know? But this time around, it was <laughs> like we had our little camera phone flashlight situation going on, and that's it. And I'm thinking, like, I got PTSD flashbacks to just watching this game. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was so bad. It was, that was frightening. I don't know. I, and I wasn't Ugh. even playing. I was watching two guys that were just <laughs> incessantly babbling through the entire thing, talking about, like, Ninja Turtles and stuff. And it was, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not sure if that helped or harmed the experience. It probably kept me from being emotionally injured when I was <laughs> watching them play. Oh, man. But, uh, but I still don't have full bladder control. It's, <laughs> it's awful. And the horrible thing is oh my I gosh. find myself wanting to go back into it and check it out some more because I since then read that there are other there's like a, a picture collectible thing and the game genuinely looks amazing like it yeah. looks beautiful. Yeah, it did look good. That hallway that f- looked really nice. Oh man, that Fox <laughs> engine. <laughs> Jeez. I can't like, imagine how many more gorgeous hallways they have in the actual game. Right. <laughs> well, and I'm really curious to see. Okay, this the demo was in first person, which made it as terrifying as it was. That's that's why it was as terrifying. That that's why it was so psychological. But traditionally, Silent Hill is not a first person game. Silent Hill sure. is a third person game, right? And so I have to think that the game. I don't think this is very representative of what the game is going to be like because no, there's no way you hire Norman Reedus and then make it a first person game. You know what I mean? Like right. it just—that's totally true. It's the same reason why you probably won't ever see Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool because they're not going to hire Ryan Reynolds for ten million dollars and then put a red mask on him for two and a half hours. Like, well, that's true. I mean, unless it's animated or something. Um, I don't know. It's it's. I have a hard time thinking that this Silent Hill game is probably not going to be in first person because why? Why get the star power of Norman Reedus? I understand he'll probably voice it, but. Realistically, if you guys have ever played a Silent Hill game, how much voice acting is, is consists of a Silent <laughs> Hill game? Not very much, you know. 
Sure. Creepy music, baby crying, uh, down the wall. That's Silent Hill. There's not tons of VO work, you know. Well, shit, they got uh, Kiefer Sutherland for Metal Gear, and they have Del Toro attached to this thing, so why not? Yeah, but see, again, in Metal Gear, Snake has just, I mean, well, you've played Metal Gear. The the cutscenes alone probably consist of eight or nine hours. That's true. So (laughs) having Sutherland in there doing his, you know, 24 thing and acting all badass... Sure, I get it. Jack Bauer as as Snake, cool. But like, I just I don't know. I just wonder if the game is gonna have as much effect in third person as it did in this uh, playable demo. Or I wonder how much of that is even really indicative of of what the game's gonna feel like or play like. It's a uh, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I mean, because I think the comment was made that this teaser is like practically completely unconnected right to the actual oh, yeah. game oh, and yeah. I, I think oh. that there's probably i mean like they do and like you would expect to get in such a uh, just mind-bending teaser situation there's probably bits and pieces here and there that are actually related to the game itself but probably oh, sure, in yeah. teaser fashion so it's like if you were to get some kind right. of mural and it has you know little bits and pieces of things in there and and then the the actual product comes out and you say oh yeah that cracked ground off to the left that's representative of this one scene where mm-hmm. the guy does this one thing anyway so I, I don't know i i think that it uh it wouldn't surprise me if you know maybe the story on the radio had something to do with stuff right and one of the pictures in the hallway had to do with stuff and yeah and uh, i mean i'm things like i'm that. sure that this game is probably at least two years off so it's going to be a while before we see anything on it but man well, speak Speaking of that, I mean, I don't know if anything else like came from this later in the the trailer because I didn't get that far. But the radio never changed from eleven fifty nine. Like I sat there in front of it for a good two minutes waiting for the clock to change, but it, it never changed. Does it change? It it changes, and that is it's that's part of the whole uh, ambiguity of the of i guess the the plot it does okay. change it changes it, it strikes out to zeros and uh and then you hear the midnight bell chime oh okay um, and that's mm. when the trailer changes and and not to spoil anything well nobody's gonna figure this shit out anyways everybody's gonna go to the <laughs> internet and, and read about how to do it anyways yeah. so um yeah that it does change but okay uh, it's 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 an interesting start and i feel like we're probably going to see a lot more of this type of advertising and promotion uh, in the future, which is cool. I'm into it. Like I had this have not have been a trailer for a full retail $60 game. I probably would have paid five bucks for that game. Like sure. It took me three hours to play through. I mean, shit, three hours is about what a call of duty campaign takes, you know? It's uh, <laughs> and this was far more terrifying. Well, I don't know. The last Call of Duty was pretty terrifying. Um, this was far more uh, enjoyable than some of some of the other stuff. You know, small bits and pieces that I played. I definitely wouldn't have wanted to pay five dollars for it and then see a trailer for a full retail game. Right at the end, but <laughs> but um, well, I think this is genius. Cool. I mean, you know that they were going to get plenty of word of mouth about a new Silent Hill game oh, anyway. Yeah. 
Um, but for them to do this, I think, is, uh, is really something else. Like, they're stepping up the game a lot. And uh, I think they're really showing that they've got some pretty heavy hitting behind the title. I think it's oh, going to yeah. be something that, that people don't even realize is going to be as amazing as it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting for sure. And say, say what you will about Kojima's uh, brand of advertising and hype, but goddamn... He's he's a sorcerer, man. He's a sorcerer. <laughs> I'm into it. But so that's 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 pretty much what what I've uh, played. I'm matter of fact, I'm getting uh, I just got a text message from the living room saying, "Man, we are missing out on some prime Diablo playing time." Oh shit! <laughs> I'm assuming my son's asleep out there. Ah. Um. Well, but there you go. Sh- shoot, I, what are we around the the hour we mark? We are here? at an hour and. Four minutes, five minutes. Wow! All right, hey, look mm-hmm. at that. Well, shit. Let's uh, let's start to wrap it up. I think, I think as long as you guys are are all good with it and comfortable, maybe we should maybe we should come back next week and talk about some more shit. Talk about some music, maybe. I like that. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Uh, I'm done with I that. I think Dude, we're I, probably I, all working on new stuff. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think, I think we are working on new stuff as well. And I think maybe at some point you probably think that I have failed you, Danny. But I think at some point, <laughs> the two of us are working on something together. Yes. You've definitely failed me. <laughs> me and Anthony <laughs> me and Anthony have a record coming out uh, fall of 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we, we uh, Life in 24 Frames is back into the riding saddle and we're about three songs deep right now into some new stuff and i'm pretty excited about it nice and we just released a fucking vinyl which is awesome uh matter of fact that yours is shipping. looking forward to getting in the mail yeah Yeah. yours is shipping here pretty quick so uh i guess i guess we should uh kind of wrap it up and anything that you guys want to uh kind of blast out there before we finish this season two episode one oh man i don't know this is fun yeah, fun. I enjoy yeah. it, Mag. If if I wouldn't have been so ignorant as to leave my charger to my laptop at work, and I wasn't at twenty one percent right now, I could go for like another two hours. I could I could giant bomb cast <laughs> this shit. Um, but uh, yeah, you, next time I I want to talk about some movies because we've missed a lot of good movie talk. Oh, we days. need to talk about movies because the three of us I know have seen some some recent movies that we really enjoyed yeah 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 so. yeah including uh some that other people might think are not so awesome but we may have enjoyed anyway yeah <laughs> i might be disagreeing with you on that one i've got some some arguments up my sleeve oh <laughs> uh, next week I, i've got some defense fun. coming in <laughs> <laughs> Well, we could do this on a more regular basis. Let's keep let's keep this uh, new version of Thirty Six Man going. In the meantime, you can get either one of us on Twitter. You can get me at Life in Twenty Four Frames, the number twenty four. Anthony, your Necron ninety nine. Yep. N e k k r o n nine nine. N e k k r o n nine nine. Danny, you yep. are. You want to you want to throw yours out there? Yeah, it's uh, it's T U A news, so T U A and news like a newspaper. 
is basically what's that? Uh, that that's that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, it's <laughs> not a very good handle. That's a story for season three. <laughs> that's a story. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, this has been uh, episode one of the new 2.0 36 man podcast. It was fun, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. All right. Thanks, guys. For, uh, yeah, thanks Thanks for doing this. And we'll do it again next week. Thanks. All right. Later. later.